0: This is an AMI podcast. Summer romances end for all kinds of reasons, but when all is said and done, they have one thing in common. They are shooting stars. A spectacular moment of light in the heavens. This is AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks. And I'm your host, Ramia Amuddin. Joining me is Nisreen Abdel-Majid. And we have started off for the final weekend of July with a quote from Nicholas Sparks. Because why not end July with a little bit of romance? I mean, we've already kind of determined that summer is very, very romantic for some of us, so at least there's the potential <laughs> for romance. For so these Nicholas lucky ones. Brings it. Yeah, 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 for the lucky ones with the summer love and the youth mm. and all of that. But it is kind of I feel like a a kid at school again. We've been reading a lot of books to do with school. Um, Son of a Critch by Mark Critch and his childhood memoir was just hysterical. Uh, And it was all about school, 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 right? So it feels like I'm a little bit on summer break, Nisreen. So end of July feels like halfway through summer. Oh, no, got to be back in school in a month, which nobody's going back to school. We're all working. But still, it has that vibe. Are you in this headspace at all or is it just me?
1: I think it's just you, but I'm wondering, (laughs) I think it is just you, but I'm wondering, you know, reading these books that we read in high school, does uh, reading it as an adult, are you getting it from a different perspective? Do you feel like you're more mature reading it? You're thinking more logically about it? Or is it just another book?
0: No, it totally makes a difference reading it as an adult or even reading things about kids as an adult. It is another example by Stephen King, uh, the title It, um, reading about these kids in school and the things that they they get to. And it's not written as a kid, right? It's written from a, an adult perspective. And some of these kids are just, whoa, like they're way mature for their age, or at least when I was their age, it was very different. Um, But it is so interesting. It's almost nostalgic reading it as, as an adult, even though you haven't gone through what they've gone through, but it makes you feel like you're a kid again. So it's kind of cool, actually. Um, Let's get to the CELA homepage because we like to check out their featured titles right at the very top. CELALibrary.ca for the center for equitable library access. And the titles up there are, you made a fool out of death with your beauty by a Amazi. We talked about this last week and it's a contemporary romance river of the gods by candace millard adventurers and explorers check this one out we're going to talk about it a little later on all the things we don't talk about by amy feltman is a family stories category and that's the last featured title on the sealah home page nisreen you got something for us that will um spike some discussion
1: yeah. So the good e-reader released an article that talks about the top benefits of listening to audiobooks. So let's break it down. Uh, starts with its hands and eyes free. I mean, multitasking is a big thing in our uh, day and age. And then next, it improves in pronunciation. Oh, I think I'm. this is really good for me. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's how you pronounce it. I've been pronouncing things very wrong and next it improves critical thinking skills and the last one is it's it's a mental health boost so can you can you relate to this do you feel like it does all these things improves pronunciation for you uh critical thinking skills and your mental health boost does it does it do that for you
0: good okay first of all pronunciation that's the top one right on because Okay, how many times have you read books or, or like in print when you could, right? If you could when you could. And then later on you move to the audiobook version or just you know when you're rereading something but in audio, uh you realize you've been pronouncing all the names wrong so many even times. the Yeah, the dialects and the accents, like so many things that you just <laughs> put your own sounds to in your head because you're like yeah. right? Not all of us uh, go pause our books and then Go into whatever search engine and figure out if we're saying the names and the words and and even the the dialects correctly in our Yeah. So audiobooks completely make a difference that way for me. You know, there's um books that I've read where I like even from the title, if there's names in the title or synopsis, I have no idea how to say it. Screen reader butchers it, so that's you know two bad probabilities. And then you listen to it in audiobook, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's way better. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I actually have a question, a follow up question, because it just made me think of. Um, it, it does improve pronunciation, but I feel like uh, a lot of the time when I hear the word out loud, I'm like, okay, wait, I want to know what this means, so yep. I pause it and I go research it.
0: You actually? Or are that. you
1: the type of person that okay, you listen to the word and you're like, I don't know what that is, but mm. I'm gonna guess this is what it means, yeah, and we move on. <laughs>
0: It's literally me and I'm, really? I'm honestly ashamed I'm ashamed to say it but that's me because it kills my momentum especially if I'm really into a book it kills my momentum to make it a school situation and go check out the vocabulary what I do is just read around it and I'm like I think mm-hmm. I understood the context
1: think, yeah yeah like the sentence makes sense a little yeah. bit yeah
0: but you're <laughs> approach is obviously way better because then you start recognizing the word more you can utilize it more and it actually does improve your vocabulary but for me um that's more likely to happen in an audiobook because i hear the word and i like it so i'll go check it out versus print books um or you know reading with the screen reader
1: i think also listening to it it does make more sense than reading it of course when it improves your vocabulary I know sometimes I do uh, research the word, but at the same time hearing it out loud, I'm like, okay, this this kind of makes sense, but just in case I'll research it. However, when I read a sentence and I don't understand one of the words, I'm like, wait, it's I feel like I'm having I'm like I feel like the words are jumbled at this point. It just doesn't yeah. make sense, and I end up reading the sentence three times to get it exactly. And how about the mental
0: health aspect? um any you know, guesses or personal insights on what it means when uh, audiobooks help with your mental health. For me, when I listen to audiobooks, it puts me in such a clean, unless it's a terrifying book or something really sorrowful, but for the most part, it puts me in such a clean, relaxed um, mental state. It reminds me of when I when I really think about it, it reminds me of being a kid, listening to my parents tell stories, listening to mm. teachers read out loud, like those things. Um, and those things I loved so much growing up, right? I loved chilling and just listening to other people tell stories or actually read aloud to oh, me. Yes. So when I finally discovered audiobooks, because it feels like, you know, I could have started with audiobooks years ago, um, that that somehow my 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 headspace would always end up in these really beautiful okay i'm ready to listen uh, mm-hmm. relaxed atmospheres and i love that and i think that you're right that these things definitely help with mental health and it's a it's a bit on us right to kind of reflect and understand that um but even if you aren't recognizing it or aren't conscious of it it's still helping This is AMI Audiobook Review on AMI-audio, and we are always looking for your recommendations. So if you want to give us one, one 509 4545 you can leave us a message for the show and give us your commentary. Plus, feedback at ami.ca. If you'd rather give us a quick email, shout-out, or recommendation, we take it. I'm your host, Remya Amudan, and it's time for us to do pause, or play. So we checked out some titles in the featured titles category uh, on the SELA homepage. That's the Center for Equitable Library Access. Let's take a closer look at the second title River of the Gods Genius, Courage, and Betrayal in the Search for the Source of the Nile by Candace Millard. This is categorized as Adventurers and Explorers. So here we go, and then you tell me would you pause or play this audiobook? the harrowing story of one of the great feats of exploration of all time and its complicated legacy. In the 19th century, there was a frenzy of interest in ancient Egypt. At the same time, European powers sent off waves of explorations intended to map the unknown corners of the globe and extend their colonial empires. Richard Burton, and John Hennon Speke were sent by the Royal Geographical Society to claim the prize for England. Burden spoke 29 languages and was a decorated soldier. Speck was a young aristocrat and army officer, determined to make his mark, passionate about hunting, Burden's opposite in temperament and beliefs. From the start, the two men clashed. They would endure tremendous hardships, illness, and constant setbacks. Two years in, deep in the African interior, Burden became too sick to press on, but did, and claimed that he found the source in a great lake that he christened Lake Victoria. When they returned to England, Speakey rushed to take credit, disparaging Burden. But there was a third man present in both expeditions without whom neither Englishman would have made any progress. In River of the Gods, Candace Millard has written a peerless story of courage and adventure set against the backdrop of the race to explore Africa by the colonial powers. Here we go around the table, starting with you, Nisreen. Pause or play on this title.
1: Okay, first of all, the description was just way too long. <laughs> uh, second of all, there was too many big words. Um, third of all, I'm just going to click pause on that okay no
0: second (laughs) thought necessary yeah exactly just an fyi that i did cut down the synopsis by probably half you did and that's the thing it's just way too long you know these pause or plays have been excellent to to get to know exactly how quickly you would (laughs) respond to these books i love it okay um so a hard pause for nisreen karen pause or play
2: i would totally play this thanks to my ancient history teacher in high school 100% 100% had me at the title.
0: Okay. Now, particularly the the Nile, like this specific history and geographical exploration um, make a difference for you or just Any, regardless? Anything to
2: do when you get into archaeological research, I think that would have been my other career. Um, I love it. I am all in. Like, find me treasures. Find me, find me anything you can find me about how people lived before, about hidden worlds. I'm still convinced we're going to find hidden world stuff not conspiracy theory type stuff but just there's so many parts of the world we still don't know yet and i I love that idea. okay
0: quick follow-up question if it wasn't written the way it is in this book right with the story aspect of it the the drama um would you read it as an article versus a book
2: i would read it as an article as well okay I love anything ancient history or like anything like archaeological, like looking for things um, in like Indiana Jones type stuff.
0: Okay. Okay. So for me, I'm kind of middle of the ground um, in comparison to both of your responses, because I would press play on this for sure, but it's not like a super excited play. It's more like I am very curious about this particular find. Um, I, I, I love reading about uh, anything to do with, you know, Nature, But it's not the exploration part that grabs me. It's specifically the Nile, specifically this location and this uh part of exploration. But I'm not going to lie, like if this information was handed to me in a like a peer reviewed article form, I'd probably go for that over the book version. But good to know that we have a hard play in this uh, in the three of us. So the title here is River of the Gods Genius. Courage and Betrayal, that's the full title, uh, in the search for the source of the Nile by Candace Millard. You can find it as one of the featured titles this month on the CELA Library homepage, celalibrary.ca. And we check in with an avid reader. We're opening up the space right now to review, discuss, recommend, browse, conceptualize, and reminisce on audiobooks. And the voice you heard was that of Karen McGee. Karen McGee. <laughs> who we welcome to the space. Um, She's one of our content development specialists here at AMI, joining us from Morrisburg, Ontario. Karen, it's so nice to finally have you on the show.
2: Okay, you've been hanging out with Kelly too much, calling me Magoo because that's what he always calls (laughs) me. That's That's really funny. Right?
0: No, this is an actual, it's not even a Freudian slip. It's a Kelly slip. Like, what?
2: (laughs) I've never done that before. Tracks me up. And I won't respond to anything. So my my first name is Karen. It's really hard to offend me, right. This oh, my
0: God. The trends are against you. So, Karen, starting right off the top, so we know exactly um what your listening is like, how much actual audiobook listening? because we know you're an avid book reader. you You can talk about books for hours and hours and hours. But audiobook listening specifically, how much have you explored in that territory?
2: I do probably more than you would think. Um, I do a lot while I'm driving. Um, Actually, the most recent book I just finished today, um, I did both. I read some of it. And then when I was in the car, I was enjoying the story so much, so I downloaded the audio book to listen to while I was driving places. Oh, nice. Didn't want to put the book down. So, I did a little half and half. Um, when I'm walking, I like to have an audiobook if I'm going for a walk as opposed to a run. Um, and I've done several books that way. And I get them from my, my local little small library. So, hold
0: up. Do you not listen to audiobooks just, while you're running?
2: Um, I need music or something a little more bouncy. Oh my God, yeah. no, otherwise, my time gets really bad.
0: Makes sense. And um, speaking of activities you love doing, this is with reading you love reading on the river if you've if anyone has heard you talk on other shows um, you explain this whole scenario of taking your books out to the water can you explain it on this show
2: so what I used to do um, when I was much younger um, and I will still do it once in a while if I get the opportunity but I would take a book and take a boat up the river or if I was at somebody's cottage take the boat a little bit up the lake and then turn off the engine and get my book out and just drift back to where I was going. So you have to go like against the, like get to go up current and then drift back to where you're going. And before it was illegal, there may or may not have been a picture of sangria <laughs> involved, but I don't do that anymore. because Before it was illegal. Before it was illegal. I, I will fully admit I used to have like sangria in the boat with me while I read. And you know what? It was a great way to get away because if I've at somebody's cottage, I was usually the person tasked with doing all the cooking. Right. Um, and it was just a nice way. Like in the middle of the afternoon, I would get a take a. I say I'm just. I need an hour by myself, guys.
0: This honestly sounds and like the best the way boat. to do it. Awesome. With or without the. the thing. I had yeah.
2: a hammock. Had a hammock in the last few years in my backyard, but they cut down my hammock trees this spring. They were dying,
0: mm.
2: and they they cut down my. I miss my hammock for reading. My gosh, they were perfect trees. It's not very often you get perfect hammock trees, where they're the perfect wood apart, and my hammock fit beautifully. Like I just crawl up in there and. Wow. Hide for an afternoon and read. I miss though. I miss my. I trees. love
0: these. You paint such a picture. You know, like I have such basic, like yeah, cleaning and then walking around, whatever. But these sound like ideal book reading, book listening scenarios. I love it so much. Nice.
2: I mean, when I was a kid, I used to put in front of my nightlight with the Nancy Drew books, thinking my mother didn't know, but she knew. Um, I I will read. I will read anywhere. I. I will read anything. I will read anywhere. It is just, it's my safe place.
0: Okay, see, and now this leads perfectly into my next question. Now, we know how hard it is to pick a favorite book, not telling you, not putting a gun to your head, Karen, but (laughs) if (laughs) if you had to try, could you pick a favorite, an all-time absolute
2: Okay, so I'm really torn on this one, and I thought of some more after we were emailing back and forth last night. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I could, I, it depends on my mood. So I woke up this morning going, "Oh no, the stand for my Stephen King is my favorite book," which is something we didn't even like talk about. Um, I, and, I and I'm going to start off by saying the book I sometimes I answer the most with, and I and I, it really bothers me that it's still one of my favorite books because it is very problematic. I don't want to use the excuse that it was written in, you know, 1936. And that was the time, but it's gone with the wind. And the reason I like it is because it was start a stubborn female. Yeah. shocker. <laughs> I may or may not, I may, or may not have some stubborn female traits in me. I know, Shocking. Um, but it was a woman who I know a woman like who, in a time where it wasn't appropriate, basically said, I don't care what people say. I don't care about being a lady. I need to do what's best for me and my family and I'm going to figure out a way to do that. And I responded to that. And and again, I know it's problematic and I haven't picked it up for a while. I used to read it at least once a year for about 30 years. I read it at least once a year I haven't picked it up for a while because there's that, that, that dichotomy about it being um, art that is problematic
1: mm.
2: that when it was written, wasn't problematic, but now is problematic. Can you still like it? And yep. I struggle with that. I struggle with that whether it's actors or authors. Um, this is a couple of my favorite authors that's happened to you in the last couple of years. Um, where is there a balance? Do you do you cut something off entirely? So I, I and I I struggle with that one a lot. And to be fair, um, my other favorite, th-
0: like there are lots okay. of books like that now, right now especially because of cancel culture. There's so many. Let's we don't even have to say books. There's so many art forms and projects and. Uh, Things from the past, products from the past that are just not good. They don't stand up very well to today's uh, atmosphere. But Gone with the Wind is a really good example because it is quite problematic. But I felt the same way, and I've reread it a couple of times also, where the character, Scarlett, she really draws you in because of what she was fighting for for herself at the time. Now, she is problematic herself, too. Just putting that out there
2: she's not perfect yeah I mean she was running a business exactly run businesses like ran a store exactly and did 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 she always make the right choices no but nobody always makes the right choices and you know she had consequences to her actions like there was it wasn't one of these heroines who could be like was everything always went her way like her life was not easy Mm -hmm. um I mean, her daughter died, her Her father died in a horrible accident. She lived through the Civil War. She had to fight to save her family land. But boy, the way that some of the characters were portrayed in that book is oh, just so not absolutely
0: good. good. Yeah. And,
2: and the more we learn about that, that era of history, I mean, you think about it, the Confederacy was only around for what, three years, three or four? Years? Like, it wasn't around that long, but there's so much culture around it.
0: There is. And you talk about the the historical, um, I broke down a lot of the psychological, right? Like to be a woman like Scarlett living in that time um, and also being like thinking of it kind of from my contemporary perspectives, right? Like, the, and then she's also always comparing herself to the norm of ladies, right? At that time and, and what it means to be a lady and why she's, not like that um but going through the headspace of all that was so fascinating to me too and because the book is so long just putting it out there because the book is so long it really does get you in the headspace of you know who she is
2: it's so much better than the movie i i i will always if you give me a choice of book over movie i will always choose book because because you learn so much more about the characters and you know she was bullied like you look at it now like the, the women of society bullied her and shunned her because yeah. she had opinions that didn't fall in line with everybody else. And being a woman back then, let's face it, was not pleasant. Like, it was not pleasant being a woman, and she wanted to enjoy life. And you know what's wrong with that?
0: And she had kids, and she was a divorcee. Like there, there there's so many things that even if you look at it now, um, in in like different cultures or around the world, uh, women are still facing. And I kept doing that comparison right like w- parts of this still happens today but especially at that time
2: yeah it's wild and did you ever read the uh follow-up books that were written sort of in art like more recently like i did scarlet.
0: i read scarlet
2: I Read scarlet and red butler's one. people i read red butler's people too um i really liked scarlet oh. i like scarlet sometimes i think yep. better than gone with the wind because it felt a little um i don't want to i hate to use the i don't want to use the, the word woke but it felt a little more um realistic to the times if that makes sure
0: sense. like yeah progressing
2: yeah like the the this the people who were slaves weren't necessarily caricatures of slaves like you got a little bit more of what they heard and then she ended up mm. in Ireland, which i just, oh, i just love that i love that storyline
0: karen i just gotta say we're completely out of time
2: That is not <laughs> but nice. before we go i'm not, I'm not done yet Be-
0: I know. I know. I know. Exactly. She's not done yet. She's going to hold on to the mic. But before we go, tell us in a couple seconds what you're reading right now, if you recommend it to people. So
2: I just finished a book called The Couple Next Door. It came out in 2016 by a Canadian author. Um, it was wonderful. It, it was twists and turns. It's by Sherry Lapina. Um, I would recommend it if you like books like Gone Girl.
0: Oh, that's a good book. Awesome, Karen. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And honestly, you will be back on. I'm not just saying that. I say that to everybody. I really, really
2: mean I, you it. You. you know, I'm always No, <laughs> You know, you know I'm, I'm always happy to help. To, anytime you call, I'm there. Thank
0: you. I appreciate it. And we will be back next week for the next episode of AMI Audiobook Review, checking in with our friends from Zila Library. Until then, have a good weekend. Happy audiobook listening.